Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, You Shall Be Holy Because I Am Holy, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are a part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, once again, we are very pleased to announce our growing presence. We are now found on Podbay, our 21st host. We are also now properly founded on Podbean. Check our show notes for links to these podcast hosts. Welcome to our summer series. It is titled, What We Need to Know or Reaffirm. Last week, in our episode titled, New Birth to Joy and Holiness, Part 3, on July 11th, we examined our third part of 1 Peter, verses 1-9. through 9. In that episode, we learned that we who believe in Him, rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. We also found that we are attaining the goal of our faith, the salvation of our souls. We also found why we are called a peculiar people. We read we are as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing rejoicing even in our tribulations and temptations. This week, our scripture reads, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who predicted the grace that would come to you searched and investigated carefully. They probed into what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified beforehand about the sufferings appointed for Christ and his subsequent glory. They were shown that they were serving not themselves, but you, in regard to the things now announced to you through those who proclaimed the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things angels long to catch a glimpse of. Therefore, get your minds ready for action by being fully sober and set your hope completely on the grace that will be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Like obedient children, do not comply with the evil urges you used to follow in your ignorance, but, like the Holy One, who called you, become holy yourselves in all your conduct. For it is written, You shall be holy, because I am holy. And if you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, live out the time of your temporary residence here in reverence. You know that from your empty way of life inherited from your ancestors, you were ransomed, not by perishable things like silver or gold, but by precious blood, 
like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb, namely Christ. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for your sake. Through him you now trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. 1 John verses 10 through 21. They greatly desired the coming of the Savior and to see him. They longed after the salvation to be accomplished by him and expressed their wishes for him and inquired into the nature of it and gave an account thereof according to the measure of light and knowledge communicated to them. They pointed out Christ as a redeemer of his people and his salvation as spiritual and eternal. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. So far, all that was experienced under the Jewish dispensation, they were prophets who prophesied long ago of the grace of God toward you, of his abundant, overflowing grace to be bestowed on believers under the Christian dispensation. Inquired were earnestly inquisitive, and searched diligently, like miners searching after precious ore, after the meaning of the prophecies which they delivered. From John Wesley's Notes on the Bible Do you greatly desire the coming of your Savior? To physically see him? Do you long after your salvation to be accomplished by him? Are you earnestly inquisitive, searching diligently, like miners searching after precious ore? Not only searching for the meaning of Scripture, but also after the meaning of the prophecies? All these questions need answers that only you alone can provide. If you cannot answer these questions, then where is your focus? Is it rooted in this life or rooted in the next life as it should be? The answer to that question should be obvious based in your thinking and works that you prefer to perform. Are they works that show what you know and promote you to others for increase of notoriety, prominence, and even financial increase? Could it be that? God will bring all these things to you in a different way that may even be not so obvious to you or others. All these questions need answers by all of us, so we get our perspective focused on where we are headed with correct and clear minds. Our salvation in Jesus Christ is not some add-on to living life in this world. It is the core and root of our existence if we are in Him. It should be the center of our life experience as we live it out. Again, not some add-on. Notice what commentary told us. They greatly desired the coming of the Savior and to see Him, 
They longed after the salvation to be accomplished by him and experienced their wishes for him and inquired into the nature of it. Is this what you do every day? If not, do you think you should do it, at least, on some sort of regular basis? Do you think one should do this, given our time here is short when compared to eternity in heaven? I think that question alone answers itself simply in the asking of it. Where do you stand on these questions? Notice also what commentary pointed out. According to the measure of light and knowledge communicated to them, they pointed out Christ as a Redeemer of His people and His salvation as spiritual and eternal. Notice what is communicated to us, God's people. Specifically, according to the measure of light and knowledge to them. Who are those here called them? Today, the them is us, God's people. Let's make that commentary note a bit more clear and current this way. According to the measure of light and knowledge communicated to God's people, them, this light and knowledge was communicated to them, God's people, so they could point out two things. One, Christ as a Redeemer of his people. Two, his salvation as spiritual and eternal. The takeaway here is, number two, since many people already know that Christ is a Redeemer of his people, whether they agree, saved by him or not. However, the area of greatest doubt is whether we are truly saved in him or not. Many people I have met wrestle with this quandary, yet both scripture and commentary passages of significant number assure us just like this commentary passage did where it said, His salvation is spiritual and eternal. If we are saved in Christ, by Christ, then our salvation is eternal. We cannot lose it, as many, in America anyway, have said, but are wrong. I say that with great confidence because there is much more scripture that supports true believers and the salvation they have received being permanent. The notion greatly conflicts in the modern mind when personal failure enters the mix of issues found in our lives. Let's read verse 12 to understand better why our salvation in Christ is such a great thing. They were shown that they were serving not themselves, but you, in regard to the things now announced to you through those who proclaim the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things angels long to catch a glimpse of. Notice that last portion of this passage. Things 
angels long to catch a glimpse of? What is it that humanity could possibly do that it should be of interest to angels? Such that they long to catch a glimpse of what we are doing, of also, and primarily, what God the Father, Christ, and the Holy Spirit are doing in us and through us. To get some answers to this issue, let's further examine this passage. Commentary will help us. It reads, That not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister. The Vulgate Latin, Arabic, and Ethiopic versions read, Unto you, and so do some copies. Not that they were ignorant of the things they searched into and were revealed unto them, and they prophesied of, as the Jews sometimes say of them, that they prophesied and knew not what they prophesied of, though it is not to be supposed that they had such clear and distinct ideas of things as saints have now under the gospel dispensation. Yet they knew much of the grace of the gospel, and had the comfort of it, and a view of interest in the great salvation, and saw the day of Christ afar off with pleasure, nor that they did not minister, and were not useful to the saints of the age in which they lived, for their prophecies concerning Christ, and salvation by him, were particularly calculated for their spiritual refreshment and comfort and the support of their faith and hope under afflictive circumstances. But then they were not to have their accomplishment in their times. For though they sometimes speak of them because of the certainty of them, as if they were already done, Yet they knew they were not to be brought about until the last days. And therefore, what was written by them was written for our learning and instruction chiefly and principally, on whom the ends of the world are come. And though they were both profitable to themselves and others that lived with them, yet they were more so to the saints under the gospel dispensations, who are able to compare prophecies and facts together, even the things which are now reported unto you. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible This commentary passage should be seen as a great help in our modern-day understanding of things scriptural and maybe even spiritual. In closing, let's focus on the latter part of the commentary passage as it relates well to us who know Christ in modern and many times, the trying times we live in. Notice this passage from John Gill. They were not to have their accomplishment in their times. Even today, our accomplishment in our work for Christ will not be ours in this time. We have already learned 
that our salvation in Christ is an unfinished work that will be realized in its fullness in the, quote, last days, end quote. Here in commentary, we see this is unchanged with the great passing of time to our day. Notice, for though they sometimes speak of them, because of the certainty of them as if they were already done, yet they knew they were not to be brought about until the last days. And therefore, what was written by them was written for our learning and instruction, chiefly and principally, on whom the ends of the world are come. Are we those people of which the ends of the world are come? My personal belief is that the answer to that question is undeniably yes. We today, whether saved in Christ or not, I firmly believe are living in the last days or, as commentary said, the ends of the world. Commentary firms up this thinking this way. Yet they are more so to the saints under the gospel dispensations who are able to compare prophecies and facts together, even the things which are now reported unto you. How are these things reported? Well, the easiest answer to that question is, Just simply watch the news wherever you live. You can see things happening right now on a global basis. Floods not just where you live, but where others live too. Fires, forest fires, not where you live, but where others live too. And in far greater and worse situations than has ever been recorded historically. To put that all into more modern terms. We live in a time where we are able to examine prophecies, facts, and the things which are reported to us by all the many news sources found in any number of methods to transmit such information. We, as God's own people today, should be the most knowledgeable in this regard. Why? Because we have prophecies, facts, and reports all available to us for our examination if we would only take the time to do this form of examination for a greater understanding and knowledge of just where we are in God's plan. The only thing we will be unaware of is the exact time of Christ's coming to catch up his people before the Tribulation Period. Our next portion of study is titled, You Shall Be Holy Because I Am Holy, Part 2. We have studied some of the reasoning for the statement to come. So, we will examine this phrase we have led up to, You shall be holy because I am holy. What does that mean? Can I presently be as holy as Christ because of his state of holiness? And since he lives in me, at the very least, this suggests that it is possible. 
We need to find out if it really is possible in the fallen state of mankind. Play or download next week's episode in our summer series, You Shall Be Holy Because I Am Holy, Part 2, from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Preversion. Also, please check out our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled How to Be Saved at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled Introduction About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sunday's U.S. East Coast time zone. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh or less. Our website is located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.